Well, anyway, I'm rolling. We're sitting here with Andy Iorio. We're just talking uh, Spotify stuff and copyright strikes. But anyway, how's it going, Andy? It's going good, Andy. Yeah. It's nice that we have the same name, so we, that's a... We uh, do have the same name. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, anybody else talks to us or yells into us, we're going to not know who they're talking about. Right. Well, at least here we have very different voices, so it'll this be... This is true, but both be. very nice for the radio, it sounds like. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's pleasant. And, and you know, I'm so low budget that I don't have a, a setup with a second pair of headphones, so... so you know, I was surprised there was no coffee or anything like that. There is seltzer in the... Uh, in the in the fridge there you know right. it's it's still technically called the beer fridge but i'm i'm not drinking beer anymore Fair enough. so i have uh i have filled it with seltzers all right well i will keep that yeah. in mind if yeah. i get parched there's delicious flavors in there you know there's, all right oh, there's i love a, seltzer seltzer is great vanilla is my favorite there's That's a my strawberry jam. margarita flavored right. seltzer yeah it's fantastic well, but i anyway, might have to get into that you're not here to talk about seltzers uh we're here to talk about music and you have been around for i mean i don't want to make it sound like you're like ancient but uh i'm old be, i'm older than you but uh you've been around for a while doing a bunch of different facets of music and i actually first uh met you shortly before my wedding well but Six months or so before my wedding or so through Dave Tayo. Yeah. And then you and Dave played my wedding. We did indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Dave singing some... some did he sing? He did. He yeah, sang he some sang tunes some and then I played, and played some of my uh, music yeah. during the... You know, when people were walking in and stuff like that. It was, it was a lot yeah. of fun. I was happy I, to be I wasn't actually there for most of it because... I know. You, you didn't know, hear it, but yeah. um, I, heard, I, I heard, heard it was good. Was, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think people liked it. Yeah, and you know the funny thing is, is nobody recorded shit. There was not a single recording of that day. It was like somebody had to have recorded something with it. You know, this is right. 2015, not like 1976. Like you know, everybody had and nobody, nobody, nobody recorded. had a Zoom that day. Nope, nope, nobody. Had I usually it's funny because I usually record all my performances. Like I have an archive of all my live shows from everything, like with the string players and my solos. Oh, wow, I mean, just tons of stuff. And mainly because I love to have, I love to listen back to shows, especially when I try new things or if I ever just do something a little different. Because you can never really listen to it. I mean, you're a musician, so yeah. like you can never really hear it while you're playing it. You can only hear it to an extent, but then like afterwards, you can always check out the recording. And uh, you know, I like a lot of things, and there's a lot of things I don't like. But it also makes for good content too. If you want to just like be like, hey, I'm going to put out a little EP, or I'm going to release a few live singles for this, or just do anything, just to have the archive. It's definitely sure. a cool thing to have. Plus, it categorizes your growth as a as a musician, which is fun too. But I did not record your wedding show, which is funny enough. Yeah. After no, telling you that whole did. thing, I record every show. <laughs> I did for not your record that wedding. Yeah. It was outside though, which was interesting. So I don't know how I would have done that. But most of they're the board recordings. So yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, nobody got a recording. But I know, I know it happened. You know, I, I remember. Yeah, I think know. Dave remembers. I don't know. He might not. We don't. We don't know what he remembers. <laughs> he or not. does. Although it's funny, you'll notice on the podcast. You know, because when I put the put these together, I listen to them a lot. You know, as I'm as I'm editing them. And uh, there's one point, like when I say, like, oh yeah, you know, you played my wedding, and Dave goes, oh yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, he, he might be like, he might, it might be a new memory for him. Yeah, so, so either way, I was like, oh yeah, nope, yeah. <laughs> but yes, Dave and I go way back as well. I met him back in seventh grade, so yeah, we've been musical partners throughout pretty much throughout our lives, right? In many different projects. Yeah. So let's t- let's talk some projects. Let's talk uh, going back. I mean, we can go even pre-date, you know, because. This will be like the third episode that Dave Tayo gets mentions on, so you know Perfect. we want to we want to 
keep we want to keep it and i appreciate the little shout out you gave me on on his episode that was nice about the wedding thing i was like hey there we go yeah Uh, okay so way back let's see um uh, our first group uh was actually dave and i and it was uh we met in uh math class in seventh grade and it was uh called dna very clever name oh and uh <laughs> dna for dave and andy yeah, and no, dna I, so you know I get it. uh we wrote one song called jfk there is probably a recording of it somewhere on, an, on a cassette tape it was absolutely horrible but so bad it was good and uh then we formed and he knew a guy a bass player and i knew like this drummer guy that was playing around and so we they uh formed casino drive uh, which i believe he mentioned and that was like our first like real band like we're in a band it's not just a duo anymore like we have a band and we played like you know the first nights in saratoga we our big gigs a few graduation parties and like we did one big show down in albany for some like corporate thing and we were like we're a real band with real gigs and this music was very poppy dave was the primary songwriter and uh i just contributed my um keyboard parts and stuff like that and some of the arrangements with it and uh but it was a lot of fun so that was the first one then I joined a band after that that was into total metal stuff that I met with uh, the guys from Straight Jacket in um, high school because I went to uh, school with Joe and Tom, who were both in Straight Jacket, and we were in the jazz band together. <laughs> I know, right? It's funny enough. And they're like, oh, you play keys? These, this, this group uh, is looking for a keyboard player, and they want to do like Typo and Black Sabbath and like all this other stuff, and they need Sick. a keyboardist. So I'm like, uh, okay, so I'll check that out. And uh, that was called Suture, and that actually was uh, when Scott Camo is where I met him. And uh, we, you know, obviously we played together ever since. And uh, let's see. So after Suture, that was the high. So I was in Casino Drive and Suture at the same time. So I thought I was really cool because I was like, I'm in a metal band and I'm in a like a, in another band. So this is great. I'm in demand, which is cool. And uh, they're great. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we wrote one song together mostly, which is covers. What was after that? So then it went to college, played in tons of projects. I went to Berkeley. Lots of studio work mainly, which was a lot of fun. Really got me to learn how to play in a studio, which was a lot of fun. Um, there is a casino drive recording somewhere, though. I mean, would you want to play it on on here? Do you think you could get it? <laughs> oh, I could get it. I, I, I have, I, as I have an archive of live stuff, I have an archive of everything I've ever played on in my entire life. So, yes, it does exist, and it I mean, is it's there. Your, your call. You know. I know. That would be interesting. Maybe, would we'll be. see. Maybe that'll be a little gem at the end. We can play like sure, one yeah. uh, casino. There is one video on YouTube, though, for I Need You to Know, when we I did a keyboard solo on the top of my car driving down <laughs> Casino Drive. <laughs> All right, well, I'll definitely link a YouTube. Uh, oh, yeah. Everybody wants to see that. That's a good I'll stuff. I'll put a link on that for yep. sure. So that's fun. Um, let's see. So then there's just so much stuff to name in college. Jeez. Um, but let me see. There's a lots of um, – that's where I just met, like, just – I mean, it's just a pool of musicians. And the one thing that I thought was great about Berkeley was that just, like, everybody from all over the world comes to study music, and they all love eat, sleep, and shit music. And it's like we're all in – have everything in common we're all there because we all love music so right. much and it doesn't matter what race you are it doesn't matter where you came from there's no prejudice there's nothing like that there at least when i was there and uh i don't know what it's like now but this was like 20 years ago but like nobody cared there's like oh man what do you play or like oh cool you do that well let's see how we can work with that and sure it was set i'm who knows maybe music could be part of the reason to uh you know help all the problems we have in the world because people seem to get along when there's music involved it's yeah, an idea to throw around yeah just a thought but um, so that was a lot of things. Um, let's see who was there. That was uh, uh, I had a friend, Math- uh, Matthew Markson, who was there, and he's a film composer now out in Hollywood. He did uh, Rocket Man and the Kingsman movies, so uh, he's done really well uh, for himself. Uh, John Mayer was there when I was there. His yes, last that. semester was my first semester, and uh, I talked to him a little bit. We weren't really close, but um, I like 
knew him, like who he was. And you he, weren't one of the many that he dated and then threw away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably, but it's, I didn't. Um, if I saw him now, I don't think he'd remember me at all. Let's put do it. Do you that have way. songs written about John Mayer? I don't know, but he might have songs <laughs> written about me. Yeah, uh, your body is a wonderland. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> it might be. Um, we don't know. We don't know. We, it could be. It's not confirmed. Um, but yeah, so that was it. And then uh, the guys from Zach Brown. Um, Clay Cook and Matt Mangano, they were there. They were they all those guys used to hang out together and play together. Um, and I played a few sessions with Matt, really nice guy, amazing bass player. And they were just, I mean, they were just like really good musicians. And it was just cool to be immersed in that. Steve from Our Lady Peace um, was there. He became their guitar player back on the uh, Gravity album. I'm trying to think of who else might have been there. Oh, Ramin Javadi was there. He he finished up the composer for Game of Thrones and Westworld. Yeah, but I only kept in touch with like some of these people. Like I've talked to Matt maybe a few times. John, not at all. <laughs> um, I should have been better friends with him now. I mean, because now he's like, you know. Right. He just like, <laughs> as far as you can go, I mean, he's just like a legend in his own, in his, well, I guess in his own mind too. But um, but I mean, he's a phenomenal guitar player. I just went to his tour um, that was it. Was it MVP now? Is that what it is? I, Arena. I, it, go, the, it changes all the time. You mean the Knickerbocker? Yeah, that one. The Knickerbocker, the yeah. Pepsi, the Times Union Center, yeah. whatever. Um, and it was so good. I mean, like, he is just, I mean, he just keeps getting better. It's. I was just really impressed. Yeah, he is um, really good. Because I remember what he was back then, you know, I and mean, he was really great then as yeah. a guitar player. And now he's just like, I mean, he just is above that. And you're just like, wow, it's just really cool to see. And a little trippy, you know, because when you see somebody in their dorm room <laughs> and then you see them on a stage in front of thousands of people, you're almost like, huh. Well, you son know? of a bitch. I know. Well,. <laughs> You know, but but all power to him, man. He deserves it. It's great. Well, let's uh, since you know we're talking music, why don't we take a a, a pause to listen to something that you've composed? Oh, sure. Instead yeah. of instead of praising everybody else, why didn't you get else. to my solo career yet? I was talking about all the bands oh, we'll, and oh, everything we'll, else oh, we'll I was get, going we'll, to. We'll get there. We'll get there. I want to. Uh, I want to. Let's roll into something. Unless there's a lot more band stuff to to go. I mean, over. there's a little bit more, but I can just kind of I can fast forward a little bit. But you asked to go back to the beginning, so I went back to the beginning. You did go back. I mean, or you know, we can we can do whatever we want, Andy. That's true. You tell me, surprise me, whatever you like. Since let's, I'm your guest. Let's uh, let's listen to it. Let's listen to a song. Just because okay. I, I feel like it's a an, an appropriate time to break into a to break into you know break into song to break into song, but to listen to a song, and then we'll just pick the story up wherever you want. Okay, well, I guess the uh, first track would, would a good one to play would be uh, Rush. That was the one that um, got the most attention. Got my uh, first nomination at the Hollywood Music and Media Awards in L.A. Took me out there, which was great. And uh, probably the most streamed song online on Spotify and Pandora. I think it That's was like 300 or no, 100 and... I something can't. thousand yeah it's the most yeah, hundred and thirty one thousand i mean it's a good one to stream that's a yeah it from is the a, second album and then we can one play stream. one from the new album after that but i think rush will be a good start all right let's listen to rush by andy iorio
So that was Rush by Andy Iorio, and I am sitting here. I don't know why I just like felt like breaking into that's that easy listening voice, you know. Very nice. <laughs> because I don't Actually, know. I don't know if you knew. That's where I got my start in radio. Oh, was it really? Was an easy listening station. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Which yeah. one? Uh, it was called WVAY. In, VAY. In it, it, it hasn't been around. It's been decades. It was a, a small, independently owned station, but it was all hey, CDs great. and whatever. But yeah, I was a punk kid with long hair and Slayer T-shirt, talking like this on the air. That's awesome. Playing jazz. Things I didn't know about you, part yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, Rush. And I get you know we did. Rush kind of passed a couple of things uh, with some with some other bands, and, and we can revisit. But you know, I, I really more want to talk about the Andy Iorio as I know the the piano uh, pianist composer the composer. I was going to say a concert. What was, what's the word for concert? Con- I don't know. Concert pianist. Yeah, I would yeah. I would I would consider myself more a composer of anything composer. else, right. and then a pianist after that. But composer, I would put first for sure because I create and compose. Yeah, because you do everything that we hear. On that, like every note, every sound, everything. Like, uh, I actually, well, I mean, I write all the string stuff right, um, right, for right. the orchestrations. Um, so yeah, I write all the notes. Well, actually, I don't I write mean, them. Like the composer. notes are there. I arrange them in a certain way, yeah. and uh, then I just hire. Like, I have as two string players, uh, a cellist and a violinist that play the lead parts while I play live. So we kind of like a trio, which I think you came to the Strand. I did. Yeah, show, I yes. saw you play at the Strand. When yep. You did, so that's uh, the live awakenings in its entirety. Yeah. That was the, uh, that's the live gig for right now. I, eventually I'd love to have a quartet. Um, but right now I just take the leads. And, and, a, and a funny thing um, about that show is the night before me and Dave Tayo had gone to uh, Punk and Drublick, the and gone and seen Pennywise and No right. Effects. You were out of and, town. I remember Dave said, he's like, yeah. we're going to do our best to get there. Yeah, no, we like, made it. We I know you it. did. I yeah. was like, that's great. But yeah. I was like, I understand. It's cool. But it was just guys, so funny. You know, yeah. we're, we're at a punk rock show and then we're rushing to come see, you know, come see a nice mellow. Like we're like, ah. Oh. Having eclectic taste is very yeah, important. Yeah, absolutely. Music. And I'm telling be... you, it felt like a, like after like all that like you know weekend of just not stress, but like you know go 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 and pumped right. and woo 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 and everything to just sit there and be like, oh my god, it, it was like a mental jacuzzi. It was just so nice, man. I like that. I might quote you on that one. A mental yeah. jacuzzi. That's yeah. a good description. Yeah, because it really I mean, was. And like I found myself a couple times like closing my eyes. And I didn't want to close my eyes too much because I didn't want people to think that I was asleep. <laughs> but like, right. they got to realize that like I close my eyes a lot when I'm listening to music. Sure, you know? of like, course, you part of the close experience. your eyes and listen to it. But I was like, I'll keep them open just because I don't want people being like, "Look at that nerd falling asleep." <laughs> yeah, or me, you know? me like, noticing. I was like, "Who's that guy over there sleeping?" Oh, it's Andy. Okay, yeah. cool. But I'm sitting here in a Motley Crue shirt, so like, I mean, my taste go all over the place. So yeah, yeah. mine, mine do as well. And like we were talking earlier, John Williams, like, I mean, uh, well. I listen to, I mean, I know it's like Star Wars stuff, but I listen to Star Wars soundtrack and Indiana Jones and Close oh, Encounters. I mean, he's written some and, of the most iconic themes ever. Like yeah. any film composer that I've talked to ever, you know, or anything is just like, you know, John Williams was like the one that got them started mostly. Yeah. I mean, and he's just, and, he's just that guy. He's and just, he's definitely who got me into classical music because I listen to classical music a lot and Absolutely. it came from Star Wars, you know. I will recommend a soundtrack of his though okay. um, for uh, what's Presumed Innocent. It's oh. an old Harrison Ford yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. speaking sure. of which, though. They just, re- uh, Verizzi Saraband just did a uh, deluxe version of it. Phenomenal. It's like the extended score, so you get like all the different cues and stuff, along with the original soundtrack. I just ordered mine because it's amazing, but it's one of my favorite scores of his very piano esque, oh. which is I, very I great. didn't know that he did. Like, I always just picture him doing the epics. Oh, he does like, everything. But yeah. this was just, I mean, this wasn't probably as it's 
popular. I mean, it only took this long for them to release like a deluxe version. I mean, many right. years. But right. like, I was so excited. I was like, oh my god, this is so exciting. So I would definitely check that one out though because it's really, really right. good. I will. And give you a out. different taste of how he writes. So um, you're you're composing everything, and then on the recordings that we hear, it's the same people okay, that are so playing at the the trio. Uh, the violinist is the same. Okay. I've used Tanya Susi, um, who is also has her own uh, solo project that she does. Is Tanya Susi Music. You should definitely check her out because she's a phenomenal player. Uh, we just kind of like musically like melded when we met. They're just like it's just like you know when you meet somebody and you like feel like you've known them forever. She's just like one of those people that just like just it worked perfect for. Um, so I had her originally brought her on for Awakening. Um, the first on two for the string parts were all the viola violin were played by um, Matthew Johnson, who's also an amazing string player around the area. And uh, so I usually have studio musicians work with that. And then and, and again, that's just the lead. So there are MIDI um, samples because I do mock up of everything and then certain parts I keep because I mean obviously like the samples are so amazing these days sure. I mean if you're just literally sitting there holding out bow strings and you can hear the bow on the strings digitally it's like why am I going to hire somebody or have somebody just yeah. play that part yeah, yeah. now I want the live parts like the leads because then when you have that uh, the nuance of a um, player playing it it brings it to life it pops above and then you mix them all together and it seems like you just have this like wall of sound which is really nice so um, yeah so I mean when I write it and compose it it's all on MIDI and um, and then I just divide out the parts for the live players to play, studio and performances. Did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, so. I just yeah. want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and we were we were saying, you know, before we we br- br- again broke into song uh, before we took a break for before a we song. took intermission mode. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, before we went into uh, played Rush, we were talking about other projects. Oh yes. That we kind of didn't get to, and I kind of right. I stopped at college. Yeah, (laughs) where you stopped at college, and you know, I kind of glossed over because I'm a clock watcher, and I'm like, oh, nope, 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 time for a song. Um, But so let's let's go back. You know, we can if you want to gloss over anything, you can gloss over. But you know what I'm trying to lead up into, right? Of course. All right. Well, the biggest projects were after college. I mean, let's be real. So uh, right when I left Berkeley, um, I joined a band called Tear, and I did that for a long time, and that was with Scott uh, Camo, who was. also in Suture, one of the bands I mentioned before, because we just all knew each other at that point. Um, Dave did join that band later on towards the end of it. He played guitar for a little while. Um, so that's just more thing, like people we know, like we're just bringing people in. Um, then Tear separated. I took a break from playing in bands, and they formed Bipolar, because uh, the original members of Bipolar were also in Tear. Uh, well, half of them were. Um, Peter, James. Uh, was the drummer Dave Tyo on guitar, uh, John Durden played bass, and uh, so they did that. And then they had another band of Going Nowhere. I did not play in that band. After that, and the hiatus came what you were waiting for: the birth <laughs> of Probing Digit. Which in tear, we had a song. We did a cover of uh, Meet Virginia that we called Eat Vagina. <laughs> And we only played it at bars late at night. And Scott was like, oh, someday I'm going to have a band that does all of this stuff. And we're like, yeah, 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 whatever. So I just gotten out of a horrible relationship at the time. And I came in. I was just hanging out with my friends again. And that whole thing, you know, that happens when you get sucked in. And, you know, they're like, oh, well, now's the time. We should have this band. So John was there. Dave was there. Scott was there. I was there. And we're all like, okay. So it was really just the four of us. And we didn't have a singer. So on the original demos, John sang the lyrics because we wrote, like, I think four or five songs to start. Uh, think twice, five pounds, big clit. 
which wrote got a... which got play on Capital Underground. Oh uh, yeah, on Nippertown. Yeah, just, I, I, think I it was heard. Last, I, uh, Ralph Brennan sent me a message and yeah, was yeah. all like, "Oh yeah, 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 you're being played on there. Did you hear that?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah. that's great." I'm like, "You're welcome." You know. <laughs> so yes, away from the classical music that I write, this was like another side of just having fun with your friends that you've known for like most of your life. And yes, it was an act. You know, we had that whole thing. We yeah, always yeah. were just like, "We're the greatest band in the goddamn." Music. I mean, our website was literally greatest fucking band in the goddamn universe dot com. You could type that in; it would go right to our website. <laughs> We had that domain. <laughs> so, yes, that is true. And we had a blast. Six years, you know? Like, we did a lot of stuff. We released one full album. We did a few other singles. Um, we had other material for another album, but we never actually sat and recorded, like, officially recorded new stuff. Um, except they did a single over and over yes. after. Because then I, you know, after about six years, I wanted to continue back on with my with my original music. So, I, you know, I left the band and uh, started doing that stuff and wrote two, which is the one that actually got the most attention, where Rush came from. And, uh... Because my first album was After the Rain. I did that in 2010. And that was the same time. That was the year of the Dig as well. But I was doing that kind of like a side project. Like, here, I've been writing these songs, and I want to put them on something. So I'm going to release this. But it was kind of like a quiet, quiet. I didn't do like a CD release concert. I just kind of released it. Friends and family knew about it. I went up online. But I didn't really promote it because I was busy playing in that band. And I played, uh, what was the other one? Frankie's Theory uh, with another local musician, uh, Frankie Lassard. We played for a while together. And so I was like, I just don't have time to be in the two bands and do my own thing. So I just wanted, but I didn't want to just shelf it and be like, oh, I'm not doing this. So I did it that way. And then after a while, like I just wanted to, you know, do my own thing. So here I am. And now I'm just a solo artist. And uh, that's where I'm at with that. But crushing it. (laughs) Well, thank you. You're very kind. (laughs) But yes, it's been great. I mean, everything, it's been a slow climb, but everything has been going up since I released Awakening, which is really great, which is the third album. Uh, I re-released After the Rain and... Um, it's just solo piano. Rush has solo, or, um, Rush from the, the album two, which Rush is from has piano and string arrangements. And so does Awakening. They're both. So the formula I've been doing recently, which I like more anyways, getting more orchestral stuff and more instruments involved is that formula. And that's really just been taking off. So, I mean, COVID was tough for performances, of course, sure. but I got over a million streams last year, which I'm so grateful for. And, uh, you know, people are listening from all over. I'm getting emails and messages from all over the world, which is great. I mean, it's like 120 something countries that people are listening to the music now. And I'm wow. just like, and, and, uh, as there's a dog sitting in the studio here, sleeping, uh, yeah, one of my, one of my most popular playlists that I was added to was solace was added to a calming, relaxing puppy music playlist. Uh-oh. And I was like, you just gotta, you just gotta laugh sometimes You're like what <laughs> people do with your music. Cause you just put it out there and you don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Right. But like people take it in different ways and it's so interesting to see what people grab onto and what, you know. And I was like, wow, calming puppy music is like one All of right. the highest stream playlists that I have right now. And I'm well, like, like that- I said, I listen to it a lot when I'm doing work, you know, when, yeah, it- and like I can't, I can't listen to stuff with vocals when I'm trying to concentrate. I agree. But instrumental music is really good for, you know, concentration. And I work like I where I'm standing. This is where I work. Right. So like on days that I work. I'm in here like 10, 11 hours at, at a pop sometimes, you sure. know, because like I'm doing work and then I'm like, all right, cool, I'm done with work. Now I do the podcast, or whatever. But uh, calming music, sure. you know, that's what I listen to. It helps me concentrate when I'm staring at a screen, doing video editing. I do a lot of monotonous stuff and I've certainly given you some. That sounds weird to say streams, but yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate every, every single listener. I, I'm very grateful yeah. for it. And I mean, you're still currently, you know, like, 
thousands of of listeners every month on the on the Spotify page. Yeah, I mean it's great. They both, I mean, they've gone up in a few thousand a month listeners on Pandora and Spotify, yeah. and even Apple Music has been. It's um, amazing. Got a bunch of Shazams from Russia recently, like literally like over a thousand Shazams, and I was like, where are they playing this? But it's so cool to see, like, because you know I have all the artist accounts, so I can track everything. And it's always interesting. I ch- usually check it like twice a month because I mean, if you check it every day, it's like there's very little right, change. Right, right. But I mean, you always want to know. You're like, oh, where is you know where are people listening? Um, but they're great tools to see that, and you know, it's great to see that everybody's you know listening everywhere, which is wonderful. I mean, that's all you can ask for as a composer is just you know put your music out. You put so much into it as you know, and then have people relate to it, take it into their lives, listen to it, and have it become a part of them. You know, uh, is you know the, that's that's what you do it for. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, for sure. My little mark, you know. I keep almost knocking shit over. I don't know if you've noticed. I'm like almost knocked over the Zoom, almost knocked over my guitar. Is it because I'm staring directly into your eyes? Yeah, it's it the loving stare that really gets me. It's, okay. it's, I, uh, I mean, I figure I can I can look away if you like. Yeah, just just not not my eyes. Okay. <laughs> um, so why don't we um, stop flirting? And okay. we're both married men. We are. We'll... Oh, that's new too. I did. I got married a year ago. Oh yeah, that... and that's that is a new thing since I've seen you last. So yeah, and we could even you know we could jump off the movie because I didn't realize your love of horror was as. Uh... Oh yeah, I mean I, I mean that's the thing. See, my tastes go everywhere, and yeah. my wife Jennifer, um, who is the most amazing person ever, um, is and we met in high school too. So uh, oh, it was funny, and then twenty years later, like we just reconnected, and it was just like that was the time. That's awesome. But she loves horror too, and I've never had a partner or somebody that I've been with. Um, that loved horror as much as I did. And yeah. I was like, this was just like an added bonus because she's like, oh my God, like I've watched Nightmare on Elm Street since I used to go down in the basement and just watch the stuff when I was a kid and my all my siblings and parents were upstairs and I'd go down and watch Tales from the Crypt late at night. Yeah. And like, I'm like, oh my God, so did I. How did we not yeah. hang I out then? I used to then? try like, to get as scared as I could. You know? I like, know. And I mean, it didn't come until later. Like when, you know, when I was a little kid, I was, I was scared of everything. But you know, when I was like 10, 11, 12, when I started getting, that's when I was like scared. Scare me. Get, I know, right? Bring I, it on. I yeah. love it. When I can actually get a good scare, it's good. Yeah. Like when I get a jump or something, because it takes a while. But what's your favorite what's your favorite horror movie jump scare? Oh, geez, that's a good question. I know. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch in Halloween. Oh yeah. I mean, sure. and even the re, uh, the remakes, the twenty eighteen ones. I mean, there's like love I mean, them. I think that storyline is just so well done in the yeah. new ones, and I, I can't love, wait I mean, for the new ones. You one. see, I've got the mask, you know, the, oh, I, and I've got the Michael Myers figures. Yeah. I, I love your collection over there. I was yeah. looking at it earlier it's very yeah. very cool but yeah i mean maybe we can uh maybe we can go to the we can all go to the movie or something yeah. be fun we cause... streamed um in here like because you know in the and, and i still don't have a name for what we're going to call the studios we should call it something uh, but right behind you that's like the garage door right you know, that opens up uh bill and ocl brought over their uh movie screen oh nice and we projected it you know with their fancy 4k hd very nice and then we piped all the sound through the pa Mm -hmm. so like it was like chest thumping bass and like amazing and we streamed um 2018 and then halloween kills great in a double feature and it was awesome oh yeah i can't wait till halloween ends it's coming out i know i'm so soon yeah so we digress. We digress. We do digress. <laughs> All right. So we're getting. I'll let you pick the song this time. <laughs> uh, no, don't make me pick a song. Well, I mean, I picked the first one. You should pick All one. Right. Well, let me let me look through them because I don't think it's in the top five. Wait, hold That's on. good. You like oh, deep cuts. Yeah. Deep cuts. Yeah, I want to hear a drift. Okay. All right. So we're gonna hear a drift, and then uh, 
you know, I know it it went by so quick, and then we're going to come back and kind of kind of wrap it up. But sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. So here's the drift, Andy Iario, and we will be right back. All right, so that was Adrift, Andy Iorio. And uh, Andy, I want to thank you for coming out and doing this. It was Um, awesome to have you. Thank you, Andy.
And I want to give you an opportunity to let people know where they can find you, kind of plug anything you want. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so obviously the website, uh, which is www.andyiorio.com. That's A-N-D-Y-I-O-R-I-O.com. Um, anywhere um, digital music is streamed, uh, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, um, Apple Music, and I think even Google Play. I think all those are on there. Amazon Prime, like they're all on there. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, I just revamped my website, so it's got all my show dates and the performance page. There's a link on the recordings page, so you can find out. Uh, you can find all three recordings. I just released a new single of a cover of uh, Joni Mitchell's Both Sides Now arrangement that I did. And uh, street music links, too, if you guys want to try playing some of the music. That's uh, always an option as well. And then just the homepage that has little facts about me, uh, my bio, and you can learn more about me. And follow and check out where i am and i'd love to see it at a concert or a show all right so andy iorio and uh i guess i guess we'll we'll wrap it up there i, I wish we could just like i said just talk some more shit about horror movies but uh well we maybe we can after the mic is off yeah yeah there we go we'll, we'll see what we'll, happens we'll turn the mic maybe i'll off. stick around for a little bit yeah yeah absolutely uh so andy iorio this is unsigned 518 i'm andy scullin and i'll see you on the road Unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.